Good afternoon. We are on Chagiga Ches Amud Bey's 8B, second line on 8B. And uh, we will begin. So we're in the middle of talking about from where do we know that um, you're not allowed to use the bird offerings and the flower offerings um, to fulfill your mitzvah of rejoicing, your obligation to rejoice through eating on the festival. So we had one opinion that we mentioned um, last time, and now we're going to get to the second opinion. Rav Ashi, Omar, Rav Ashi says... We learn it out from the word, you shall rejoice. This excludes the bird and flower offerings in which there is no joy. They're not as they're not as um, joyful. They're not as uh, satisfying as meat, uh, as like uh, the beef offerings and the, the lamb offerings. Um, now, wait a minute. The first opinion had said that we learn it out from the language that you shall rejoice on your festival um, and we had learned from there that you ha- you can only use for rejoicing something that can be used for the chagiga which is only a, a an animal not a bird or the flower so what does he do with that verse of on your festival what what extra teaching does that teach us so he answered that's for that's to teach us um, what Rav Daniel Barkatina taught us. The Amar Rav Daniel Barkatina Amar Rav, because Rav Daniel Barkatina said in the name of Rav. From where do we know that one is not allowed to get married on Chol Hamoid, on the intermediate days of the festival, as I've explained before? Inside of Israel, there's the first day of the festival, which is a full day festival, no forbidden labors. Then you have the five intermediate days where it's still a festival, but it's not as strict. You don't have the forbidden labor. And then you have the last day of the festival, which is back to being as strict as the first day. So from where do we know that you're not allowed to marry, um, get married on the intermediate days? Shinatmar, as the verse says, You shall rejoice on your festival. And the fact that it says that you shall rejoice on your festival... This would imply that the rejoicing has to be because of the festival of Lobi Ishtecha, not because of your new wife. Okay, that's the end of that. And now we're going to start a new Mishnah. And we're going to talk about buying the um, Re'iyah offering, the Olas Re'iyah, and the Shalmei Chagiga. The Re'iyah offering and the Chagiga offering. Somebody that has... Um, a lot of people that he has to feed. So Ochlin, a lot of people that he has to feed, meaning he has a big family, and does not have a lot of money, a lot of possessions, then what should he do? Maybe Shlomim Merubim, he should bring a lot of the Shlomim, the Chagiga offerings, because those are eaten by human beings, and bring less Olas, because Olas are completely, um, are completely um, consumed on the altar. Um, what happens if you have nechasim merubiv ochlim muatin? If you have a lot of possessions and you have very few dependents, maybe then what do you do? Then maybe olos merubos shlamim muatin. Then you bring a lot of olas and a few shlamim because you don't need to eat as much because you don't have so many people that need to eat, and you have a lot of money, so bring a lot of olas. Um, what happens if you have very few. What happens if you do not have many people that you need to feed, but you also do not have much property? What do you do? Al-Zenemar, this is where we say, Ma'a kesef, shtei chesef. 
this is where we say in the Mishnah that you bring one, in the previous Mishnah, that you have to bring um, one ma'a and two silver ma'as. Um, and the idea is, is that um, that's where that's where we have this minimum that the Mishnah tells us about uh, us about for each one of the sacrifices. It's in that instance where you don't have any many people that need to eat and you don't have much money. That's where that minimum amount is for for each of the sacrifices. And if you have many people that need to eat and you have a lot of possessions, around this we say, around about this type of person, the verse says, Each person according to what his hand can give. According to the blessing of Hashem, your God, that which he gave to you. And we're going to understand more um, what this means a little bit later on. Basically, um, the idea is is we actually we actually already saw this a little bit earlier on as well, where um, where um, that verse of ish that verse is actually referring to olas. So you should bring a lot of olas. Um, and why shouldn't you bring a lot of shlamims then? The reason you shouldn't bring a lot of shlamims. Um, is because bringing too many shlomim, shlomim have to be eaten within a certain time period. Even if you have a lot of people that need to eat, you still may not, um, you still may not have enough. I'm sorry, that verse, that you should give according to what God has given you, is actually a verse that's referring to both olas and shlamims. And this is where we say you bring as many olas and shlamims as you possibly can. Um, that's what we say there. Okay. Let us continue. Let's go to the Gemara. So we're going to analyze the Gemara, the, the Mishnah. Um, the Mishnah had said, shlamim rubim. If we said that somebody has a lot of people that he needs to feed, and not a lot of money, not a lot of possessions, then you bring many shlamim because shlamim are eaten, and you'll be able to provide your family to eat. Now the question is, is wait a minute, this person doesn't have much money, so from where is he supposed to get money to pay for all of these shlamim? Halesle, he doesn't have Halesle, he doesn't have any money. He has limited money. Amrab Chista says, Tofel Umevi Par Gadol. What he should do is is he should um, bring, he should or supplement his the money that he does have with miser shaney money and buy a large bull. Um, so now we're going to ask a question. But wait a minute. Rav Shesha says to Rav Chista, Hare Amru, didn't they say, Toflin Behema Levehema? Didn't we say that really you're not supposed to, you're not allowed to use Meister Shani, you're not allowed to use tithe money because that's consecrated money. You're not allowed to use that to fulfill your obligation. And then we did say you could supplement it, but we only said that you can supplement it um, by bringing a second animal with the tithe money. But you cannot supplement um, money to buy one big animal that's um, that's bought from both regular money and tithe money. That does not do the trick. So how could you say that you supplement the money you have with Meister Shaney money to bring a large bull? Really, the only way you're allowed to do it is you use your regular money for your first bull, and then you could use your Meister Shaney money for your second one. So my Ka'amarle, now what exactly... 
The question is, is what exactly was Rav Sheshis telling Rav Chista? Because this is the question. What exactly is Rav Sheshis saying to Rav Chista? Let's see. Micah Amarle, what exactly is Rav Sheshis telling Rav Chista when he said, but wait a minute, didn't they say you can you can um, only supplement one animal with another animal? So, if you're going to say this is what he was saying to him, that didn't they say that um, that you can own that you can only um, supplement one animal with another animal, but you definitely cannot supplement money with money to be able to buy one whole bowl um, of a loma oslamos, but you're not allowed. The inference being, you're not allowed to supplement money with money to buy one single animal. But that's what he should have said to him then. Why is he saying, why is he arguing with Rav Chista in a way that you have to infer from his words what he means? Why didn't he just stay straight up? Let him say, that you're not allowed to supplement money with money to buy one bull. Why didn't he say it much clearer? Rather, this must be what Rav Sheshis was telling Rav Chista. That they had said that you're also allowed to uh, supplement one animal bot with another animal. And what Rav Sheshis was telling Rav Chista is, Rav Chista, you seem to limit it. You said that all you're allowed to do is supplement money with money to buy one, a Maestro Shani money with regular money to buy um, one animal. But didn't we say that you're also allowed to um, supplement one animal with another animal and buy two two animals, two small animals. One would be from regular money, one from um, one from Miser. Why are you specifically saying that the only thing you're allowed to do is supplement money with money to buy one large animal? So perhaps that's what Rav Sheshis is telling Rav Chista. Um, but that can't be. Come on. Because according to who are you allowed to do both? That would not work neither according to Rav Chista um, or Rav Yochanan because both Chizkiah and Rav Yochanan, they both thought only one, only one method of supplementation will work. So who exactly would Rav Sheshis be going according to challenging Rav Chista about how really both methods should work? And if you're going to tell me that it's only the Amorayim, that it's only going back, that it's only uh, Chizkiah and Rabbi Yochanan who disagree, Misnaisa Lopligi, but the Brysas don't disagree, and they actually feel that, right, maybe you're going to tell me that Chizkiah and Rabbi Yochanan, they certainly disagree, and both of them feel that only one method of supplementation works, but perhaps you're going to tell me that the Brysas that were brought as support for Chizkiah and Rabbi Yochanan, perhaps they don't disagree. Sure, one of the Brysas is very, very clear, um, that you're only allowed to supplement money to buy one animal. You're not allowed to supplement to buy uh, money to buy. You're only allowed to supplement money to buy one animal, but you can't supplement a non, you know, the one animal with the second animal that's completely bought from Miser. But maybe the second Brisa would say that both methods would work. Vahakatani, but that we can't say like that. Why? Because that second Brisa that you may suggest would say both methods work. Let's see what it says. It says right there, Vahakatani, it says in the second Brisa, Achila Rishona Min Hachulin, that the first consumption of the Chagiga has to come from unconsecrated property, which makes it very clear that that 
animal has to be completely unconsecrated. So obviously, according to the second brysa, the only method of supplementation that works is if you supplement with a second animal from miser, from tithes, from the second tithe, but certainly you're not allowed to supplement money with money to buy one large animal. So if that's the case, that cannot be what, it cannot be that Rav Sheshis was asking Rav Chista that, uh, wait a minute, don't both methods work? Because both the Chizkiah and Rabbi Yochanan only feel that one method works, and the Bryces only feel that one method works. So what type of question would he be asking on Rav Chista? So rather, what, um, so we're going to answer as follows, that when we just said that second Brysa could only work one way, no, it can work two ways. What is meant when we say in the second Brysa that the first consumption of of uh, the Chagiga has to be completely from, has to be from unconsecrated property, an animal brought, bought from unconsecrated property, it means shi'ur demei achila rishona minachulam. It means that the value of the first consumption has to come from unconsecrated money. So there's a minimum amount of what a chagiga is, is, must be, uh, is, is value, which is two ma'os of silver. And all that second price is meant to say is that two ma'os, two silver coins of that animal's worth have to have been from unconsecrated money, but certainly you can supplement with miser money, with tithe money, with consecrated money um, to go ahead and do that. And the second brysa in reality does hold that both methods of supplementation work. And that was Rav, Rav Sheshis' question on Rav Chista. Rav Chista, why did you just say one method works? Seemingly we have a brysa that says both methods will work. Okay, now we're going to go on a little bit more, and we're going to talk about the Mishnah. Okay, so we're going to now discuss the Mishnah a little bit more. Um, the Mishnah had told us about how there's a time, there's there's circumstances where you should be ringing a lot of shlamim. So we're going to talk about that. Amar Ula, Amar Eshlakish. Ula said in the name of Eshlakish, we're 18 lines um, from the bottom. The last word on the line. Amar Ula Amar Shalakish. Ula said in the name of Rishalakish, Hifrish Esther Behemos Lachagiga. So if you separated or designated ten animals for your Chagiga offerings, so you're gonna bring ten Chagiga offerings, Hikriv Chamesh Biyom Tavrishan, and you brought the five of them on the first day of the holiday. Chozu Makriv Chamesh Biyom Tavshani. You can bring the second five on the second day of the holiday. Now you can bring them on a second day. There's no pro- you don't have to bring them all on one day. You can bring them over more than one day. Rabbi Yochanan says, no, Kibben Shepasak, once you stopped, meaning you brought whichever once you brought it on the first day, Shuv even if you have some left over, Shuv Makriv, you no longer can bring them on a second day. You can no longer bring them on a second day. Um, as a Chagiga. You, perhaps you can bring them as a different offering, just as a, maybe a regular Shlomim, but you cannot bring them as a Chagiga. Amar Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba says, These two opinions, they don't disagree. Kan Bistam, where we said, or Rabbi Yochanan who had said, that you're not allowed to bring on the second day once you stopped bringing on the first day, that was a case of Stam, where you didn't specify that they all would be offered on the first day. Kambi Mefaresh, whereas Resh Lakish, who had said that you could bring on the second day, that's where you had specified that you would bring them all on the first day. Now, what's the difference? 
The difference is as follows. If you had specified that you wanted to bring them all on the first day, then, okay, so this is very interesting. If you did not specify that you were going to bring them all on the first day, then we say you are no you're only allowed to bring it on the first day. Because the problem is, is that this means then that perhaps it was your intention to bring some of these on the second day because you thought that it was also an appropriate time to bring the Chagigas. And the problem is, is that really um, um, the only appropriate time to bring a Chagiga is on the first day. And there's even the possibility that by bringing on a second day, Chagigas on a second day, that you will transgress the idea of Baal Tosef, which is this um, prohibition against adding on to the mitzvot. Because the idea is, is that you have one day to bring your Chagigas, not two days. And if you didn't specify that you were meant to bring them all for on day one, you will have shown that perhaps your intention was to bring it ideally on the second day because you thought that there was, because you understood the second day also as a day to bring Chagigas. Whereas if you specified that you were going to be bringing them all on the first day, just you ran out of time, then it's very clear that you understood that the mitzvah to bring Chagiga is really just on that first day. It happens to be run out of time, so now you can bring it on the second day. There's no problem that you are transgressing transgressing the prohibition of Baal Tosef, of adding on to mitzvah, um, because your intention showed otherwise. Okay, we're going to go further. Um, so, stam hechidami. This case that we said Rabbi Yochanan was discussing, where you didn't specify that it was for just the first day, what exactly is the case? Hechidami. What exactly is the case? If you're going to say that you just ran out of time, um, that you just ran out of time and you had been bringing chagigas all day and you ran out of time that you couldn't finish off all of them that you had designated. Um, and the entire reason was that um, you, the only entire reason that you didn't finish bringing them was because you didn't have any time left, right? But then that can't be the case because then we surely just assume that the reason he didn't bring them all that day is because he literally had no time left. We don't assume that his intention was to ideally bring on the second day even um, just because he had forgotten to specify that he was only going to be bringing them on day one. So that can't be the case that Rabbi Yochanan is referring to um, where you're not allowed to bring on the second day. So rather, what's the case? Ve'ela de Leslie Ochlin. Rather, the case must be a case where he didn't have enough people to eat all of his chagigas on that first day. But wait a minute, but, and, um, and and that's where we say don't bring on the second day. But that doesn't make sense either. The only reason he didn't bring it all of them on the first day is because he didn't have enough people to eat them with route in the right amount of time. It had nothing to do with him ideally wanting to bring on the second day. It just he had no other choice. So lo tzricha, no. The case is necessary. In other words, where Rabbi Yochanan was referring to is as follows. It was a case where there was enough time on the first day to bring the sacrifices. The Isle Ochan, and he had enough people to eat all of the sacrifices. Now the from the fact that he didn't bring all of them on that first day, Shmamina Shayurishirainhu. From there we would see, from there we would learn, from there we can infer that he was really 
trying that he was really leaving them over purposely for the second day because he was he thought that was a he wanted to also have chagigas for the second day which would then be transgressing the prohibition of baltosif of adding on to the mitzvot because the mitzvah truly is only to have it on day one the hachinami mistabra and this makes a lot of sense um came from Israel to Babylonia, he said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Hifrish Eser Behemos Lachagiga. So, if you designated or you separated ten animals for your Chagiga, Hikriv Chamesh Beyom Tov Rishon, and you brought five of them on the first fest day of the festival, Choser Umakriv Chamesh Beyom Tov Sheni, you can go and bring the second five on the second day of the festival. And that was in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Kashyana Hadadi. Now, seemingly, we have a contradiction in Rabbi Yochanan. Earlier, we had said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that you can't bring the second five on the second day. And here we're saying that Rabbi Yochanan says you could bring the second five on the second day. El Olav Shmamino. Rather, it must be that Rabbi Yochanan hold is, would say something different depending on what the scenario was. Kan Bistam, where Rabbi Yochanan says that you're not allowed to bring on the second day. That's where you did not specify that you want all of them, that you were that you're intending to bring all of them on the first day because then and then um, where you are seemingly intentionally leaving over for the second day then we say that you are transgressing Baal Tosef adding on to the mitzvot and that would not be allowed whereas here where Rabbi Yochanan had said that you are whereas here where Rabbi Yochanan had said that you are allowed to offer the second five on the second day. That was Bimafarish. That's where you have made it very clear that you were intending to offer the second five, that you were intending to offer all of the Chagigas on day one, and just something came up and you weren't able to, uh, but for legitimate reasons. Shmamina. So obviously this explanation of Rabbi Abba is correct, and that's how we're going to reconcile Rabbi Yochanan's two opinions. Right, but then that can't be the case because then we surely just assume that the reason he didn't bring them all that day is because he literally had no time left. We don't assume that his intention was to ideally bring on the second day even um, just because he had forgotten to specify that he was only going to be bringing them on day one. So that can't be the case that Rabbi Yochanan is referring to um, where you're not allowed to bring on the second day. So rather, what's the case? Rather, the case must be a case where he didn't have enough people to eat all of his chagigas on that first day. But wait a minute, but, and, um, and and that's where we say don't bring on the second day. But that doesn't make sense either. The only reason he didn't bring it all of them on the first day is because he didn't have enough people to eat them with route in the right amount of time. It had nothing to do with him ideally wanting to bring on the second day. It just he had no other choice. So lo tzricha. No, the case is necessary. In other words, where Rabbi Yochanan was referring to is as follows. The Ika Shehos Bayom, it was a case where there was enough time on the first day to bring the sacrifices. The Isle Yochanan, and he had enough people to eat all of the sacrifices. Now, the, from the fact that he didn't bring all of them on that first day, from there we would see, from there we would learn, from there we can infer that he was really 
trying that he was really leaving them over purposely for the second day because he was he thought that was a he wanted to also have chagigas for the second day which would then be transgressing the prohibition of baltosif of adding on to the mitzvot because the mitzvah truly is only to have it on day one the hachinami mistabra and this makes a lot of sense um came from Israel to Babylonia, he said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Hifrish Eser Behemos Lachagiga So, if you designated or you separated ten animals for your Chagiga, Hikriv Chamesh Beyom Tov Rishon, and you brought five of them on the first fest day of the festival, Choser Umakriv Chamesh Beyom Tov Sheni, you can go and bring the second five on the second day of the festival. And that was in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Kashyana Hadadi. Now, seemingly, we have a contradiction in Rabbi Yochanan. Earlier, we had said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that you can't bring the second five on the second day. And here we're saying that Rabbi Yochanan says you could bring the second five on the second day. El Olav Shmamino. Rather, it must be that Rabbi Yochanan hold is, would say something different depending on what the scenario was. Kan Bistam, where Rabbi Yochanan says that you're not allowed to bring on the second day. That's where you did not specify that you want all of them, that you were that you're intending to bring all of them on the first day because then and then um, where you are seemingly intentionally leaving over for the second day then we say that you are transgressing Baal Tosef adding on to the mitzvot and that would not be allowed whereas here where Rabbi Yochanan had said that you are whereas here where Rabbi Yochanan had said that you are allowed to offer the second five on the second day. That was Bimafarish. That's where you have made it very clear that you were intending to offer the second five, that you were intending to offer all of the Chagigas on day one, and just something came up and you weren't able to, uh, but for legitimate reasons. Shmamina. So obviously this explanation of Rabbi Abba is correct, and that's how we're going to reconcile Rabbi Yochanan's two opinions.